This is the Peaks Audio Experience. So we're talking about pretty big change for a lot of people, you know, when Absolutely. we when we look at the the sort of lifestyle and mm. um, you know not just the lifestyle but the um, the routines and the mindset shift. Mm. Um, and I guess you know a lot of people need help with that. True. Well, I think first of all, a lot of people forgetting what the subject is or what the activity is. A lot of people just behaviourally mm. don't deal well with change. Some people, it's just their core behaviour around any sort of change um, is challenged. People are change challenged. You know, there is a, there's a behavioural style, um, which is a particular behaviour where they need lots of time and lots of good reason and validation to make a change. But even I mean, I guess even people that you know like change. Mm. I mean, there's lots of people who like change. Or, I like change. You know, yeah, but they, they do. They'll, they'll switch around different mm. exercise routines. They'll switch around different eating patterns. Mm. They're quite comfortable with change, but they still need some level of support because whether it's, you know, food preparation, whether it's looking after the kids mm. um, while you go to the gym if you're a busy mum, if it's, uh, um, you know, you need, your, you know, parents' help if you're a, a uni student. Mm. Um, or you're living at home and, you know, you don't contribute to the uh, to the household, but you want special food by it mm. because you want to do the keto diet. And, you know, yeah. I can, you know, I can think of a lot of examples where people are going to need to ask for help of, of mm. some kind. Not necessarily financial, or, um, but just the basic kind of practical mm. things to make their lifestyle changes work. Yeah, and I think one of the things that we, we keep saying this, but it's we are playing a long game. So this isn't a change that's going to happen in a week mm. um, and then it's back to normal. So if, if someone's true to wellness and true to doing this for the rest of their life, this is the long game, but their world will change. Mm. And I think one of the first steps that successful people do when they embark on it's now time to tidy up my life and get well is to go through what, well, actually, what's, what's the impact on my life? What are some of the changes that I want but will expect and how will those changes need to be communicated and how will those changes impact those who are close to me? Will they respond positively? Will they respond negatively? So it's really, it sounds a bit wanky, but it's almost, it's almost doing a little bit of a business case and a bit of a change analysis. When I embark on this journey, what are some of the implications? I mean, I guess the first place for people to, to look in many cases is who's around me? What's my you know what's my support network? Yes. So let, let's just say you're you know you're a busy dad, mm. and you're going to make a change, and, and your first step is to go keto. Yes. So you're busy dad. You're going to go keto. And it means you're going to eat some different foods. You're not going to eat what the kids eat. Mm. Um, you know, you're going to get ditch the carbs, mm. get rid of the carbs, get rid of the sugary drinks. You might be eating differently to the family, that you know, your wife. So the first thing you, you're probably going to want to do is just, well, how am I going to work through my support network? Mm. Who's going to help me with this? What am I going to do when I go out with the boys for a couple of beers? Um, what about when I play golf? Mm. You know, my social... Am I going to get peer pressure? Yeah. So sort yeah. of thinking through... Oh, so I remember. When you're talking like, I remember. There you go. So, so, <laughs> so tell us what happened to you, Mike. <laughs> well, because, I mean, because essentially I was non-keto. keto. Well, I always ate healthily, but certainly non-keto. Certainly drank a truckload of beer regularly very social 
um, and so a lot of the a lot of those changes had quite a significant obvious impact on the old mic and being the sort of person I am I didn't think through the change um, and so now I'm cleverer now I'm much older no, and much cleverer. Not cleverer. <laughs> don't, nobody would believe that it's, it's not true it's not true I'm probably the second cleverest person in this conversation <laughs> exactly <laughs> top two I rest my case <laughs> but um I uh, I didn't communicate effectively. I didn't understand the change, and there was some pushback because the person that they knew me to be, and the things they knew me to like to do, I was trying to not do those. I was trying to change how I was eating, change how I was drinking, changing what I was doing, um, and not fully appreciating not just the impact on me. I was trying to manage my own change, but the impact on my family and friends and my circle and seeing how they were responding, some very supportive, some a bit what the, um, but each had their own little mm. way of dealing with my change. So I, I distinctly remember a couple of situations where, you know, people would say to you, um, have you got a serious disease? Have you got cancer? Yes, um, yeah, yeah, it's true. Have you fucked up in business? Yeah. Um, you know, what, what is why? Yeah, why? Yeah, yeah. And I guess for a, for a bloke, you know, for, for a, a guy... Giving for a up, masculine bloke like me. <laughs> giving up beers, yes. you know, for an Aussie, yeah. giving up beer is a big thing because the beer and the barbecue, it's a quintessential yeah. Aussie thing, isn't it? You know, yeah. the boys around the barbie at the weekend, yeah. kids kids playing, having a couple of bevies. Yeah, it really is. It's an institution and this this whole you're a non-drinker um, culture is, is quite new and quite um, still not well accepted, but certainly... You've reminded me now. The, the, I, I do remember the the whispering conversations around. Mike mm. must have cancer. Yeah. Or something's happened at work. He's lost or, all this weight. Yeah. He's lost all he this weight. He must be ill. He's he's eating different. He's eating healthily. He stopped drinking. Um, he's pretty focused on his wellness. No one denied that I was looking better. I had more energy, sleeping better. No one. Everyone was positive on the results, mm. but the driver. They're all bemused and confused as to what the driver could be. Yeah. And again, that was because I hadn't said, look, what I'm going to do is, so gather around people and yeah. listen and let me communicate this effectively with yeah. you. I just bamboozled, come home one day and said, right, I've stopped drinking. And all my friends went, what the? Yeah. Well, I'm going to start eating like this and doing this. And they were like, whoa, 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 what happened? And I guess, if you, you know, take one of those examples where, mm. you know, your first step was to cut down on alcohol, right? Yes. So you, you cut down on beer and you went to a light beer. Mm. Oh, you know, light beer. Princess beer. <laughs> oh, princess beer. Princess beer. That's it. So you didn't tell any of the friends that. No. And so when you went round to their houses for, you know, the beer and barbecue, mm. they didn't have light beer. So, you know... What did you do? How did you handle that? Yeah, it was really just weird because I, you know, I knew I didn't have light beers, so I'd turn up with light beers, and then there was all the jokes and the jibes around, what are you doing? You don't need to lose weight. Is it weight loss? What are you doing? Yeah. They're not real beers. So when every time we have a beer and you have two beers, you're yeah. kind of you're, you're levelling up. So there was all that masculine jocular, you know, that jostling around the whole, you're not really a real bloke because you're not drinking full-strength beer. Um, and then, yeah, there was just the... Then there was the second level of seriousness as to, okay, so bullshit aside, why are you drinking light beer? Mm. And when I said, look, I'm just wanting to improve my wellness, I've been through a phase where I've done a bunch of drinking and a bunch of socialising, been fairly fit and looked after myself to some degree, but let that bit go. And now I just want to get in shape and look after my wellness. And there was this, there's got to be more than just that. Mm. There's this real surprise and this real sort of, you know, 
doubt that I was telling the truth. Yeah. Um, because they just didn't, they didn't see it, they didn't get it. And because I hadn't managed their expectations or explained it yeah. in the best possible way. So, so you've got that whole impact, which mm. we, we might explore further in probably on another one of these sessions. I think we should I'll dig deeper in that. tell you some stories, that. the Bali boys trip. You can tell us some stories, Mike. <laughs> Go on a drinking trip with a non-drinker. But for now, for now, <laughs> let's, let's be real practical for people. If, if people are going to do this yeah. and they're going to get it right, because yep. what we always say to people is just do it. We do. We say, just do it. Don't procrastinate. Mm. Stop reading about stuff. Just just get on and do it. And when we say do it, it's interesting because we talked about this earlier. Doing it is not the research. Doing it is not the blogging. Doing it is not the jumping on the thousands of Facebook groups and yeah. chatting to people that I'm going to. Doing it is actually pulling your friggin' finger out and doing it. Just, and I'm sick of telling people. I am sick <laughs> of telling people. Just do it. But just do all it. right, that, it's easy for Stop us ranting. to say. It, easy for us to say we've done it, right? Yes, yes. We've we been have. there, we've done it, but we've got the experience. Mm. So first step, practical steps, find your support network. Think yeah. about who it is. Mm. that your change is going to impact and think about who in your network can help you mm. maybe keep you accountable mm. um, maybe like I said go to the gym maybe do some cooking with you whatever mm. it is and whatever you need and then think about how to tell them and how to ask them yeah so first of all when you find your sport network it's really interesting to cast the net wide because you've got to you know, I didn't think that me going to a ketogenic lifestyle and stopping drinking was going to have a significant impact on my kids. Hmm. But it really did. <laughs> in fact, my little one at school the other day said, Daddy's favourite food is ketos, <laughs> whatever ketos are. <laughs> so you, when you're casting your net, you cast your net and make sure everyone you have a touch point with, be they in your family, your friends, your social, your work, hmm. all those areas, anyone you have a touch point with may be in some way impacted by this change. Hmm. And it's how important that person is to you, what are the ramifications of those touch points, making sure that you look at everyone that could possibly be influenced or impacted by you changing your lifestyle and making sure you include those in how you communicate and manage that effectively. And I guess the hard bit about it is when you're going into it, you actually don't know that. You don't you know, realise... That's what, why we're here. You don't realise... Oh, <laughs> you don't realise it's going to be a radical change. No, you don't. And it no. is a radical change. It is. It is hard, and mm. you often don't realise. It is for life. It is straight. It's all these things. But when you start on day one, you don't know that. And so you don't always know who to communicate no. to. No, But you will, as you step along your journey, especially through that first 30 days, the first 90 days, you'll find points where you do need to communicate or you do need to get some help or somebody doesn't understand. So what are your tips? What are your top tips so for I guess communicating? My, another bit of wanky speak, I think you need an elevator pitch. An elevator pitch is really just a summary of what are you doing and why you're doing That's it. That's very wanky speak. It's very wanky Say speak. Say it practical. So an elevator pitch is, is simply where someone says to you, Mike, why are you exercising more? Why are you stretching? Why are you doing cold why are you eating why are you stop drinking so when someone asks you why are you suddenly changing what you used to do and doing something different now it could just be the ketogenic lifestyle it could just be you've just gone keto mm. or it could be you've looked at some other wellness things as well but someone says why it's good to put a bit of thought into the why and be able to communicate that effectively mm. to whoever you're communicating with because you will get asked a bunch of times when you go to a cafe with your mates or your girlfriends or whatever and they order the muffin and you don't, yep. and someone says, what's going on? Why are you not having the regular Friday morning after school drop-off muffin? Yep. So basically, so be ready. Be ready. It is a change. Mm -hmm. 
be ready for people to be shocked. Mm. Reactions anywhere from supportive through to <laughs> completely shocked and I don't want to be your friend anymore. Yes, yes. Because if you don't do a muffin, yeah. you know, after the school drop-off, I don't want to if know you. If we don't do you. muffins, friendship's over. Friendship is over. So yeah. you're going to get you're going to get that. Supportive yeah. through to that. Yeah. So be ready for it. Yeah. And then your next tip is be ready to explain. So, so just, just on that point, I had, a, I had a mate of mine who said, um, we talked about beers, and he said, oh, you're not drinking beer anymore. And I was like, no, and he goes... Uh, not really sure about that. I'm like, yeah, I don't give a shit. It's not about you. <laughs> but he said, oh, just like when we drink beers, we get a bit drunk and we say some silly things. And now you're not drinking. I'm going to be a little, little bit uncomfortable that I might say or do something. Yeah. And you're going to be sober. And he was really How put off. Fascinating. That I was going to be sober in his drunk presence. Yeah. We always had a few drinks and been social. But I was going to be sober. And he was at risk of saying or doing something that would, would the, backfire. So you'd remember it and you'd throw it back at him. But he was, that was his negative. That was yeah. his like, whoa, I don't like you because you don't drink beer. So therefore you're no longer safe. But isn't that interesting how, you know, in, in the context of alcohol, mm. how we don't realise the way that people will react. Mm. We think, oh, I'm not going to drink, so I might not be accepted. Yes. But we're thinking about it from the perspective of, I'm no longer a drinker. Mm. We don't think that somebody else is going to feel uncomfortable. Because mm. you don't drink. Because we don't drink, mm. right? Mm. So it's a really different oh, psychology it's a, it's a to what you yeah. so, so the elevator pitch, we'll call it another, but there's a wanky, I'm sure there's a right name for it, but is the, it is the wellness pitch as to when someone says why are you changing yep. essentially and being having a positive spin on why you're changing being really clear on why you're doing it and being really comfortable and positive with the message you're sending i am doing it because i would like to lose 10 kilos and i'm sick of feeling tired i want a clear head whatever it might be so i'm super excited about giving this a go and i'd love your support yep. type thing so you've got that constant clear concise message and it, you know that could be as simple as mm. could be as simple as saying my friend did keto and lost weight, and I'd like to do that too. I mean, there's not, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't no. have to be a fancy, and that, no. so you know, it doesn't have to be a big fancy speech. No. No, it you doesn't. just have to say, you know, Mike lost a bunch of weight and he's got more energy, yep. so I'm going to give it a go. Absolutely. You know, and that's that's all yeah. you need to do, right? You just need to be ready to explain yep. why you're doing it because people, you know, mm. may be shocked. Yeah. So. But, you know, that's the communication out to people saying, this is what I'm doing, it's mm. why I'm doing it. And then if you need to ask them for help, have you got tips for communicating? A simple model for communicating. Yeah, yeah simple model. Yeah. And this actually plays back to a story with, um, with, with my son, who is eight years old, nine years old. Nine, nine years old, nearly ten nine, years old. Yeah, shit, he's nearly ten years old. <laughs> God. And we talked about communicating because he has, he has this beautiful ability to communicate um, at the absolute perfectly wrong time. The perfectly wrong perfectly time. Perfectly wrong time. <laughs> Give us an example, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you almost choose the time. You know, it's just you, you spend now getting into bed, and he's just about to fall asleep. All of a sudden, his eyes open. He goes, "Dad, can we have a chat about a Lego cabinet?" I'm like, "What the?" <laughs> and it's yeah, you know, it's ten to eight, ten to nine at night. You've just fought with him for an hour, and he's just about to drop off to sleep. All of a sudden, he wants to chat. Yeah. And there's a chat. I want to chat about a Lego cabinet. What I thought I'd get was... So it started with a conversation and then we, we sort of progressed it into a conversation about communication. Mm. And it's something that we've used, you and I have used when communicating with coaching. Yeah. Um, it's around a, a really simple three-step formula. And it's good to have a formula because it helps you follow a process. Everyone loves a process. And it's around communicating. And if you put it in the context of... I need to communicate to someone that I'm going to go onto a ketogenic lifestyle. I'm going to start eating keto. 
So I need to communicate that message and that person I'm going to communicate it to um, could be fairly close to me. So I've got to be really careful the way I do it because I'm probably only get one attempt to do it and so I want to get it right. So the first thing I'll do, the first step in the process is the what and the why. So I think about the communication, what am I going to communicate and why am I communicating it? So be really clear and have a couple of minutes thinking on what am I communicating to that person and why do I need, want, want to communicate that? First step, once you've got that, the next step is the when. The when is important because at the time you're communicating it, it might not be the right time for that person or it might not be the right time, they might not have the thinking time or the time to chat. Makes sense. So the what, the why, the when. Yep. yep. And the last bit is the how and the who. So the how is, is that person best communicated to verbally? Should I send them a text message before we chat? Should I send them an email? Should I communicate in a different way because that person is better receiving communication either verbally, visually or face-to-face, whatever that medium is. And the who is important because is that person the right person? Hmm. Because if I'm communicating a particular message, should that person be the person I'm communicating to or is there another person who's better to communicate to? So I went through this with my son, which was great, (laughs) and he now knows that it's the what and the why. What and why are you going to communicate it? When should you communicate the best time? or not the, not the worst time, and then the who you're communicating it to, yeah. and the, the, what was the last one? And the... <laughs> the who you Wait. communicate to, and the, the how. The how you're communicating, whether it's written... <laughs> Let's yeah. try that again. <laughs> the what and the why. The what and the why. What and the why is the first bit. That's really critical. Then the when, the, the right when. time. The how. Then the how, and the <laughs> <Okay>. who. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's important. So if you get that three-step process, and that really applies with wellness, ketogenic lifestyle, exercise, breathing, anything that you might be trying on this journey to wellness. And life in general. Life, well, it's life in general. Gr- it's a great, it's a great communi- tool. communication model, mm. right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, actually, life in general, you're right. If, it, if it's worth communicating, it's worth communicating right, and it's worth using a formula because you're never going to get that time again to re-communicate. Mm. Once I've communicated something to you and I go, oh, shit, I screwed that up, I can't go, Lynn, just forget, yep. rub that bit out and back up the bus. Communication's been lost. You've got your own perceptions. So I've lost the opportunity. Is it? I mean, it really is a life lesson as well because if you look at... I do know, lots of life lessons. <laughs> students with, uh, with parents, kids mm. with parents, you look at, you know, at work with your employer... Yep. Any, any of those sort of situations, you know, you can use this communication model because at mm. the end of the day, if you don't pick the right time, it's not going to work. Yep. If you don't pick the right method of communication, it's not going to work. If you don't pick the right person, it's not going to work. And mm. I think so many people go and, you know, they're, they've got, they're only thinking about themselves. Mm. I've got a message to communicate or I've got something to ask or mm. I need somebody's help. Mm. And they're not really thinking about the person that they're communicating to or with. Yeah. And so they just rush in. Yes. Crash in, blurt it out, and they hit a brick wall, Mm. or they're not listened to, or Mm. they get a no answer. Yes. Because they just haven't either had the patience, Mm. or they haven't got the right person, they just haven't thought it through. Mm. So I think there's so many people get frustrated with this. And and what else happens in communication skills? What we do know is everyone tends to communicate in their own preferred style. It's natural, right? So what that means is if I'm a talker and I'm a bit of a talker, I naturally want to communicate by the spoken word. Hmm. But we have a couple of you know, really close people in, in our world who we know if you go and ask them a question verbally, it's probably the worst thing you can do. Hmm. We need to send them a message first. I'd like to talk to you about dit, 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 dit. 
And if you give them a bit of visual time to read it and process it, mm. we're far more likely to get a better conversation. Well, yeah. But if you don't do that, I don't need that. I don't need the text message. So I would never think to do that to myself. Mm. But with others, if you think through, I'm communicating to that person, what is the best way to communicate with them? Then figure out the what and the why I'm going to communicate. When is the best time to communicate with them? And then the how and the who, are they the best person? Mm. And is the text message follow-up? Is it a face-to-face meeting, mm. phone call, whatever it might be? What's the best way? So those mm. three steps work well. So Problem solved. There you go. So I think for anybody who's you know starting out, remember it's a big change. This is a big change. Accept it's a big change. Mm. You know, don't don't shy away from that. Huge change. It's okay to make a big change. Mm. Embrace the change. Yep. Know very clearly what you're doing and why you're doing it. Be ready to communicate that with your friends, with your family, with people in your network that it's going to impact. And then think about your communication style, the way that you communicate. And use that little simple three-step model to get the message out and to get the support. You do that. You've got yourself a support network, bunch of cheer- cheering fans, <laughs> and you can't fail to be successful, right? Perfect. Winner, winner. Done. (laughs) Hey, guys. Thanks for joining us on the Peaks Audio Experience. Make sure you've subscribed and please share the podcast. And more importantly, don't forget to tell all your friends it's awesome, it's amazing and inspiring. And send us your hot topics to cover on a future episode. For now, have a great Peaks day. (laughs) 